Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gym Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the show. And joining me in the lounge today is Kelly Adams, and we are going to be talking about uh, basically what we've been playing this uh, first couple months of the year. Some some good gaming all overall, I think. You know, uh, well, Kelly, first off, welcome to the lounge today. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm like, whoo. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been so busy lately, so we have we haven't seen you, so it's it's really good to have you back. And I think that um, I think that your schedule's kind of leveled out some, so uh, maybe we'll we'll see more of you in the lounge now, uh, at least for a yeah, while. Yeah, until uh, summer two session and fall. I think fall ended up knocking it out too. Right, right. Well, that's cool. Well, that'll be good to have you uh, for a little while here. Now, um, the year, you know, 2012, we've we've done a bunch of shows about uh, last year, 20, 2011. And, uh, in fact, your Gamer Geek show ran last week where you and Todd picked your best and, and worst, uh, and that was always fun. It's always great uh, to hear Todd rant about the worst stuff. Oh, yeah. Cause he can, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, sometimes I think he just needs a volume or something. Or, like, here, have a beer, please. <laughs> it's all it's always good to see somebody who's passionate though about that type of thing. So um but uh the interesting thing about this particular uh this particular year is that um you know normally so we have the you know we have the the game the game of the year stuff but we don't have um we don't have um we don't usually have like good stuff right right at the beginning of the um, of the year. You know, we usually have um, this is what I, I like to call it the doldrums uh, of the of the year. You know, because we don't um, we don't usually have good stuff. It's usually January, February, March is usually kind of like you know just sort of dry. You know, you know what I mean? Oh Kelly? yeah, it's like dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Also uh, joining us in the lounge today is uh, Todd Hargosh. Todd, uh, sorry, I didn't know you were going to join us. So he's running into the studio <laughs> here. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> that's all right. You weren't a, you weren't asleep, no, were you? <laughs> okay, well that's cool. Well, Kelly and I just got the show started. We're talking about uh, some of the stuff we've played uh, so far this year, and um, we just really got started. And I, I was saying how surprised I was that there was actually a few good things this early in the year. Because I know I know Todd usually when you write your columns. Um, you usually write at least one this time of year that's like, oh, there's nothing going on. Yeah, it's pretty much the dead period. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, anyway, I'll I'll start things rolling because, uh, um, you know, I started playing uh, Mass Effect 3, which is uh, a really nice way to start the year mm-hmm. off, I think. Um, I've been I've been having a lot of fun with that. Have, have either of you got a chance to do Mass Effect 3? Are you Mass Effecties? <laughs> yeah, I played a little bit of it. <laughs> Yeah, you not. I, well, go um, ahead, Kelly. Oh, well, I haven't got to get it yet. Okay, Todd, you played a little bit. Did did it not impress uh, you? I or? just couldn't get into it as much as I did Mass Effect Two. I guess all the all the yeah. bad press I've been hearing about the ending and all kind of drew me away. Plus the fact EA's working on it and they're already starting the day one DLC. Yeah, well, the, it scares me because it's like, I mean, uh, Shella and I are both playing Mass Effect 3, and we both send emails to each other pretty much once a week. Okay, where are you at? Okay, have you, have you brought the Geth into the coalition? Okay, alright, there. What, what's your, what's your Galactus readiness rating? Okay, you're still at 50%. Okay, so we know where each other is. 
Um, because we want to do a show on this whole ending controversy thing that's coming up for it, but we have to get to the ending first. So we're, we're working as hard as we can, but it's, it's really weird because usually, you know, I, I want to get to the ending, but now I'm like, I'm rushing as fast as I can to get to this ending that I know is going to suck. It's like, I don't, I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. So I'm, I'm just like, I've, I've uh, I've centered myself and I'm just going to enjoy the journey getting there cuz I am enjoying the role playing and stuff and uh, you know the ending is I mean I've been I've been trying to do media blackout like I I'm trying here I am trying to research it but also not get any spoilers you know so it's really hard but from what I've been able to gather it's not that your character dies at the end cuz he I mean he's a space marine who's trying to save the galaxy I fully expect him to die at the end of the game I mean that's kind of his personality anyway so I would have a problem with that but i hear the bad thing about the ending is that it just doesn't explain anything you know when you get to the ending of like a fallout or something like that Mm -hmm. um you know you get this whole thing that says okay you helped this town get water so they did this and this guy did this and and this girl did this and apparently they don't do that so you're just kind of left hanging um so that could be kind of bad form, but I am looking forward. They have finally announced that they are putting a good ending on it, but it won't be out until summer. Right. It'll be a free DLC, and you'll be able to see what happens. So, but interesting that they changed it, and I am glad to see them do that. I mean, has has, has Todd Kelly? Is, have you ever heard of anything like that ever happening before? I mean, the fans have been upset with endings before, but I've I've never known a company, a developer, to go back and change the ending. Basically, not anything that. like that. I mean, there's been a lot of other stuff that the fans. Have been having a backlash over it's not really what uh mass effect 3 i'll get to that in a little bit later but um i haven't really noticed anything ending related oh i take that back there is one uh there's a game by capcom called asura's wrath mm-hmm. they announced a couple weeks ago that they're going to avail offer the true ending to the game as dlc oh and, okay free dlc uh, i, I don't think it is i think it's paid <laughs> oh wow Cap- capcom's notorious oh. for that and again i'll get to that a little bit later <laughs> yeah our guy uh reviewed azura's wrath um that uh uh review is set to run on 423 he gave it an okay review he said it was he said it was interesting to um to be able to to play sort of these you know hindu legends and stuff that we in the west we really don't know much about you know it's kind of like new territory for us we we kind of know you know, through Skyrim and stuff, we kind of know the Norse and the Greek legends and stuff like that. But but we don't really know a lot about, you know, that that part of the world, the Eastern legends. And it was neat, but, you know, the game was kind of got a lukewarm review yeah. overall. So See, that's the reason I'm taking mythology. Ha <laughs> 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 That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that should be that should be neat. I mean, that'll be that'll be a cool thing. Well, well, Kelly, I know you've been busy, but what have you been what have you been doing? What have you been doing your time? You're not been doing Mass Effect. What have you been playing? It's Reckoning. It's that Kingdoms of Amalur, uh-huh. the the one with the just the awesome cast of having a good writer, a good you know, artist, and a good sound over you know voiceover voice character, actor, blah, blah, whatever it's called. Yeah, I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah, that's a game where they got the uh, the guy that wrote um, all those um, 
the the Drizzt Dozart books, uh, those that guy who um, to come out and do the um, to to do the storyline. So that was neat because they brought in an author, an actual book author, to come in and do the and do the plot. And I when we reviewed it, we gave it I th- I think it was either four and a half or five gems. It was uh, a perfect or nearly perfect score. So so Kelly, how is it different than um, how is it different than say Skyrim? I guess you know. I don't, I don't really know because I haven't hardly got to play Skyrim. Thank you, nephew, for letting a friend borrow it for months. Oh, um, yeah, letting borrow it right before spring break. I really appreciated that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just I don't really know to pick it apart on how it's like different to compare because what I just think of it as is it's like Oblivion. And Fable had a baby. It, it just okay. merges the good from both games into one. So is it is it uh, would you consider it like hardcore role playing or combat role playing or it's more uh, combat role playing? I would say, but it's got a very good storyline, and even the side quests, it's an interesting storyline because you've got characters that will just you think they're telling the truth, and you find out, mother bleeper, you've been lying to me. Oh no, that's, I'm going back. I'm fast traveling back, and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love when games do that. So you, you get you get so far into a dungeon, and you're something, and you're like, oh my god, that guy lied to me. <laughs> he screwed me over. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That that's pretty cool. So I'm I'm gonna have to look I'm gonna have to look into that one. We were we were talking a little bit before the um the show started. I was under the impression that was an Xbox 360 exclusive title, but um but you were saying it, it's out on other platforms. I, so I can't, I'll have to, I'll, I can't think. I'm thinking it's definitely. I would think it's on PC too. Mm-hmm. That cannot yeah. remember on what forms and consoles and stuff. If it did go PS3. Well, I'll check it out in some form. It does sound it does sound pretty it does sound pretty neat. Something that I would like. As soon as I get done doing everything else, it's too too much too much gaming. Too much this will be the game that convinces you to buy an Xbox. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, eventually, we're going to have to do a show on what you guys think about um, the new Xbox. I mean, I, I know it's all secret, secret right now, but the it seems to be like it's going to be all you have to download all your games and and everything's DLC and stuff. So uh, I'll be it'll be interesting to see what you two hardcore Xbox people think about that because that that kind of seems like a a big screw over to the yes. gamers. Yeah, kind of. I, I know PS4 is doing the same thing or Orbis or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. Oh no, because I had heard that the PS4 was gonna have um was gonna have a Blu-ray player again. Well, and it's not only that, but the fact that we won't be able to play used games. Mm, yeah, the used game market is. Uh, I mean, you know, it, I don't know. It's interesting. We didn't think that they'd be able to kill hmm. the used game market, but I mean, if they change the consoles so that they won't accept used games, or rentals be, for that, that matter. Would, rentals, yeah. Oh rentals no, GameFly would come after them hardcore. Yeah. Well, what would they do? I mean, if I mean, you know what I mean? It, it's they don't have too much to stand on, well, I guess. I don't now, know. even like our the Red Box does games too, and a lot of times right. I can't remember how much it is, but Lord, you only try it for twenty four hours and then you take it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get charged yeah. that. <laughs> 
Well, I don't want to drift into another mm-hmm. show, and we are still talking about rumors, yeah. you know, but, but and I've, I've heard it from a lot of different sources that that seems to be the way they're going, you know, and, and I've seen, at least in the case of Microsoft, I mean, if you, if you look at the way they've designed other devices like the Zune player, for instance, it would be within their, um, typical mode of operation to, to do something to try to keep all the money in their hands and not let anybody yeah. else have any. So, um, so I tend to think they might be true. But anyway, let, back to happier yeah. topics. Uh, Todd, Todd, what have you been playing? I know you play more games than most of us. What, what has been uh, catching your fancy this during this doldrum, supposed doldrum period? Well, console-wise, um, aside from trying to get into Mass Effect 3, which I couldn't, I also was um, trying to play Street Fighter Cross Tekken with a couple friends of mine. And, I um, mean, we enjoyed it except for one problem, and this is the other controversy we've been getting into. There's supposed to be 12 characters available as DLC. Well, a couple right. of PS3 exclusive again. But um, apparently the, the DLC is on the disc. You mean it's, it's already, already there, there, but they're charging you to pay for it as DLC. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's just I mean, it's just a character, right? So it can't be that much data, really. I mean, I could, I guess, I could see them hiding. Yeah, it they're, they're the claiming compatibility but... issues. Oh, really? Like, like what? If you add this character, it crashes the game, or well, something? Well, if you play online with someone who has it, and you don't have mm-hmm. it, it may cause issues. Which I kind, which uh... I call BS on, because Mortal Kombat did the same thing last year, and it wasn't on-screen mm-hmm. DLC, and it worked fine. Right. Mm. Well, Todd, you, I mean, just listening to your Gamer Geek show last week, you, you seem to have a real love-hate relationship with these fighting games. I mean, yeah, I mean, two of them were on, two of them were on your worst yeah. list, and then, you but, know, uh, you're but always talking about, think about two of them were almost, were almost the one and neat one the same. Right, but I'm just saying, you, you seem to play them a lot, and you seem to like them, but you seem to hate them as well. Is it mostly this DLC thing that, that pisses you off about the fighting games? Uh, that console exclusivity, uh, because, Again, companies are making fake claims that's PS3 exclusive, doing that in their advertising. Uh, right. Sometimes it's just the AI frustration. Uh, it's more fun to play with people online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never really understood your frustration for the advertising thing. But the ads I mean, came just only on say- PS3. I mean, I mean, what if you're getting something for your kid and you have a 360 and they'll think it's only on PS3? It's misleading what? to yeah, but as soon as you go to Target, you're going to see it sitting there on yep. the shelf for your. It's, it's still misleading, so, and that's what's going to bring me my upcoming column that I have. Okay. Um, basically, it's me calling out EA for doing this. But do they actually say only it, on yeah, PS3, or they, they, they or they say just that only on PlayStation 3? Because I've seen the ads that they did, they did, for, they did for Battlefield 3, they did it for SSX. Well, Battlefield 3 is on the PC. Yeah, but it still says only on PlayStation 3. Oh, okay. I, think that's I, why, I haven't one seen... of the reasons why, and I thank the people at the consumerists for doing this, they voted EA as the mm. worst company in America. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Todd, for your column, maybe you can go to YouTube and find one of those commercials and, uh, and include it as part of the column so people can see what you're talking about. I plan on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know it'll be there somewhere. You should be able to find it. Um, but that'll be, that'll be neat. But anyway, so, um, so you have been playing these fighting games and you actually play them online, right? With, with yeah, your friends? Yeah, either online or, uh, we brought our systems over to other friends' houses and we played that way as well. Oh, you did an old school LAN party. Not really LAN party, but on the same system. Oh, yeah, on the same system. Basically bring whoever has the most characters and play it. 
<laughs> That's a cool way to get around the yeah. DLC. <laughs> One guy buys all the characters, and then you play at his place. That's not the only thing I'm playing. Um, recently, I just got Connect Star Wars to try out. Uh, How is that? Is that it, working? Or it's is that frustrating. Cool? Basically, it's, mm-hmm. from what I've seen, most of it's a rail shooter. And to move forward, you have to mm-hmm. jump every time. You mean actually physically yeah, jump? Yeah, I try. I mean, it won't even detect me if I'm trying to stand in front. Of it. it says raise arm to play. It won't even detect that. Oh. <laughs> and the lightsaber motions are very erratic. I mean, basically to deflect, you have to keep swinging your arm at a figure eight. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That was one where it was like, you know, you look at it on the commercials and you're like, wow, that looks really cool. But when you sit and think about it, you're like, okay, so my arm is a lightsaber? And you're like, maybe that's going to be kind of stupid. Now, I looked I at it. It's basically <laughs> the same guys who developed uh, Connect Adventures, so I see where they're going with the jumping. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just keep on getting flashes of it with that little kid, that kid on, uh, chunky kid on YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's told Todd. I said, "Oh, you got to film yourself doing it. You got to get video footage. This is YouTube material." Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, so so the, it seems like so maybe this is another game that doesn't quite um use the connect properly or, or to its fullest extent. I mean, Todd, it seems like the game that the game that you really like that really used the connect you know fully was was Gunstringer. Um, and it hasn't really been one since. Not then, really. No. I'm looking forward to seeing what Steel Battalion Heavy Armor is going to be like. I oh yeah, integrate both just... control and connect on that. Mm-hmm. Where you're actually in your cockpit. That 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 would be pretty. And admittedly, the integration works. for Mass Effect Three using Connect works out pretty well. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So you can like you can give hand motions it's to your squad and stuff like that. Okay, so you tell them to move so up like I or tell move right or use or... a singularity attack. Okay. And it works out pretty well. It's like Liara Singularity, and she'll she'll end up executing it on, on the guy you're aiming at. So you actually have oh, to that's... say their name. Yep. To trigger it. Oh, well, keep in mind you got keep in mind you got two characters. It, well, both of them have singularity yeah. attacks. I'd be like, hey, right. watch your face. Yeah, you. Yeah, no, you. You. Yeah. Blue yeah. girl. <laughs> What's your name? Um. 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 um yeah. Um. Tack. Yeah. <laughs> There was a game on the PS2 called Life Force that was like that, but you were actually you controlled the entire oh, you game with your voice. Lifeline, that's right, yeah. And the girl was so freaking stupid, and she didn't understand anything you told her. Um, she's being attacked by like a giant spider or something, and you're like, shoot, shoot, and she's like, sexy pose. <laughs> when we get when we get off here, I got a video I got to show you some of the funnier effects from that. <laughs> okay, well the um. So, uh, let's see. So I guess it's, uh, back to, um, let me go, let me go, let me do one. Um, let me tell you what I've been doing, uh, too. Um, in addition to, uh, the Mass Effect 3, I played Mass Effect 3 and I, I, I didn't get tired of it like Todd did, but I did sort of get tired of space stuff. So I, I wanted to go back to medieval for a while. So I was, I went back to Skyrim and, uh, I started the, the mods now that the creation kit is out. The mods are, uh, just, I mean, some of them are stupid, you know, exploding chickens and things like that. But, but some of them are absolutely amazing. I mean, I've been so impressed with the modifications. I mean, some stuff that like fixes things in the game, like the ability to craft like dragon weapons and things like that, which for some reason is not in the vanilla game. And some of them are stuff like adding little houses to the game that you can explore. And and some of them do. 
uh, game fixes, like fixes the AI on your companions and things like that. Um, but the ones I'm most impressed with are the ones that actually change the graphics. There's one I have called Realistic Water that makes the water look absolutely real, like, I mean, perfectly real, whether you're under it or looking at it. And uh, there's another one that uh, adds like 900 sounds to the game so that when you're in a dungeon, like if you're in a dungeon with undead, you'll hear moaning and things like that. So you can kind of tell what kind of dungeon you're in by the sounds and things. Just very impressive that that users would actually get together and do this, you know, do something that rises to the level that the developers did or in some cases even does better than what the developers did in the vanilla game. So. Very, very impressed with the DLCs. And I, Todd, I know you hate Steam, but on the Steam, it's very easy to get the, um, it's very easy for me, um, to get the modules because I just go to the creation kit and they have them all there with their ratings and their reviews and stuff. And I just click subscribe if I want the module. And then the next time I load the game, it will automatically load that into my game for me. If the, if the developer guy, um, changes the module in any way, it keeps it updated for me. And if I don't want it anymore, I just click unsubscribe and it takes it back out. So it does make it easy in that sense. Well, if you want to get away from uh, the, spa- the space stuff, then yeah, you definitely need to get Reckoning. And I did check it is available on Microsoft Windows, PC game and PS3. Oh, cool. So you can oh, run cool. out and, and buy that. <laughs> I might, I might, I might, or I might try to find it on the used game market before it dries yeah. up and <laughs> disappears. Um, yeah, and I, I hear that the the graphics on it are um, on Reckoning are stylized. Yeah. In other words, they're not hyperrealistic. They're like they're artistic, I guess you might oh, say. Oh yeah, definitely. You can tell Todd McFarlane had his way with the characters and stuff, and it's really nice. I do like the graphics. Gotcha. Okay. Kelly, what else have you been playing here in these first couple months of the year? Um, played a little bit of Saints Row 3. Okay. Now, that's an interesting game. Um, I know you you two talked about this a little bit in your Best of Worst of show that ran last week. Um, and you were saying, Kelly, that the um, that you enjoyed the Saints Row series, or at least Saints Row 2. You were saying you liked it better than, than Grand Theft Auto 4, and I'm assuming you, you're liking... Saints Row 3. T- tell us a little bit about how that game works, because the commercials that I've seen, like, you know, show guys in, like, panda bear heads and cha- with chainsaws and stuff like that, and I really don't know what the game's about. I, think I really like the where you've got the comedic element to it, and that's what it does, where it's not so serious. But the storyline, I haven't really got into it that much to tell you the storyline, but I know it continues kind of off the second one. But, heck, I'm going to have to get a refresher on the second one to remember exactly what <laughs> happened. I can't remember. It's the beauty of all it. I remember from the, all I remember from the second one is you telling me that you there were glory holes in the bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of nice, too, because you can – one of uh, our friends got his sister to actually sit down and play Saints Row 3. And she's like, I don't really like violence. I don't like violent games. In two second, third day of her playing it, oh, she's running around, getting charges, having police chasing after her. Is Pop got the charges because she shot a couple of cops, is shooting and running everybody over and just like, get out of my way or I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. I was like, you don't like violent games, eh? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Pl- please don't let the Supreme Court hear her say hear that story. <laughs> we don't need that. Oh, she's still sweet um, as can be. She's not changed out in the real world. It's just in the game. She really okay. got into it. That's good. That's because she hasn't gotten thug life tattooed to her back or anything like that. Okay, well that's that's good to hear. So, do you do missions like like Grand Theft Auto Four? Does it like you know you do a mission to rob a bank or to do stuff or I don't know steal a plane and stuff like that? Yeah, or? there's like the the main the main storyline things. It's almost like with any other game where you got the main quests and you got side quests that you pick up mm-hmm. and do. And yeah, it's basically the same concept overall. But it just I don't know. I just kind of like the the visual the stylization of it. Insane. Well, where does the where does the silliness, uh, the funniness come in? Does that just happen if you want it to, or only in multiplayer? Or it's a lot in the storyline itself, by the the voiceover, by the the story that's written. It, that's just kind of funny. Okay, I think that's cool. Um, I will put that on my list to check out. I guess could I play three without having played two? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right, Todd, what about you? What else have you been doing? I know you've been doing a lot of baseball games. I see you online all yeah. the time on the places. Yeah, I've been working on my online league, and actually that leads to something else I've been doing. I've been doing a lot more, uh, not console-based, but more portable. Oh, Not with just the Vita. the Vita, but also with my, my tablet. Oh, okay, like Android mm-hmm. gaming stuff. Like what kind of stuff are you into? I assume more than just Angry Birds. <laughs> I don't even like Angry Birds. Not even in space. Oh. I think I'm, I think the series is overhyped. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I was addicted to it for a while, and I got over it. I got tired um, of the yellow bird not going doing what I've been telling them to do. It got to the point where, yeah, I mean, it has to get, keep getting harder, right? But it got to the point where you got that little bird that slingshots around the toucan, and just getting him to come in on the backside and hit the exact right board and stuff just got yeah, a little frustrating. I don't know what you're me. talking about. In the space, that's <laughs> gravity. Ha ha. Wow. Anti gravity. Actually, I did play in space. Yeah, it's you know, I saw, the, I saw the stupid yellow bird become the purple bird. I was like, oh, great. Is he going to go in the direction I tell him to? You tell him to do that dive bomb attack, he flies overhead. I'm sorry, Todd. I did not mean that's, to get off on the Angry Birds tangent. So what have you what have you been playing on your tablet? Well, I've been trying a lot of the Tegra three enhanced games. Like I, a couple of shows mm-hmm. earlier, I mentioned Shadow Gun. Yeah, that one uh, was up for Game of the Year uh, on the I think on the Apple platform. Really good looking. It looks game. good when it works. I mean, the game likes to glitch a lot. It's Uh-oh. like the screen just gets all jittery and locks up. Before I played, it's a pretty good Gears of War clone. No way! I did, I've never heard it described as that. That's, That's what cool. it is. And I've been playing that, and I'm also playing another game called Blood and Glory, which is uh, <laughs> taken sort of like Infinity Blade on the um, iOS meets Spartacus. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that sounds really cool. The only problem is when you get to like Torment Twelve, it starts to get really difficult. The last guy will kill you on one shot unless you have the top of the line armor. And of course, that's when you gotta start power leveling. You know, pay get all get the what they call glue points because you get regular coins uh-huh. and you get glue coins because Glue Mobile does this in all their games. They did that with that and they did with Gun Brothers, where they have two different forms of currency and in the uh, the glue coins are the more difficult to get. You only get like uh, one for each level can... you go up, or you can buy them for you can buy real them money. For real money, but to get like the top of line armor for that, it's like five hundred glue coins. 
So you pretty much have to spend real money to get the top pretty of the line much, armor. Yeah. Ouch. Well, that kind of Typical power leveling. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, it, it says a lot that you still like the game, though. <laughs> it, it gets frustrating at the end, but I do enjoy it. It's a good little getaway from everything. I mean, the, yeah. my Android tablet has become a, become a gaming console of late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have I have one. Uh, I have an Android with the Tigra two. Uh, I have one from Lenovo, um, but I don't see it that often because my wife is always on it. But um, but she, I don't think she plays games. I think she just like goes to like TMZ and stuff like the that. One thing I noticed about my tablet, I did a test with it a couple days ago. I was actually able to play Shadowgun using a PS3 controller. It oh, read no way. it read through Bluetooth and it, and it worked. It worked great. So you you didn't have to do anything special. You just what held your your thing I near, the, to, near the the tablet? Bluetooth to, took a little took a second to read and then just picked up. That rocks and mm-hmm. that worked, huh? I'm gonna have to try that. That's a neat that's a neat idea. Oh, that'll give me something to do. All right. Well, um, I guess uh, I guess in the way of um, I guess in the way of a final question for you guys, um, what do you think about? I mean, you know, we've had other years that have started out pretty good. I mean, Red Dead Redemption came out early in in uh, 2010, and uh, we've had other years that I mean, L.A. Noir came out fairly early, uh, and so forth. So we've we've had other years that have had some decent games start out with, but um, but this one seems to be I don't know, seems to be a little bit more well rounded. I I don't know. How would you compare um, 2012's start? Uh, to uh, some of the some of the previous years you've seen, and, and Todd, I'll, I'll let you go first since you've probably given this more thought than most people. It's been pretty much pretty light compared to um, to past years. I mean, yes, we yes, I had mm-hmm. the um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken and Mass Effect to deal with, but mm-hmm. aside from that, it's it's been pretty slow in my opinion. I mean, yeah, the mm-hmm. beta launch kind of helps. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how the. Um, I wonder how the how the year will shake out. There's a lot of good stuff that might come out this year. So, and I think the the specter of the new consoles coming out the the next year probably means that a lot of games that would that, that are slated will will rush and have to come out this year because they'll want to come out before the new console comes out. Certainly, you know. Um, yeah, Kelly, what do you think? What do you, how's this year been treating you so far compared to previous years? Oh, pretty good. It was same old, same old with everything. And be like, oh hell, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's like, no matter what comes, I'll be like, yeah, I might get to play that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Kelly bringing us the monetary point of view. So, um, and de- Kelly, we're definitely gonna have to have you on the show once we get this back. I'm assuming. At E3 this year, we'll at least get the specifications on the new Xbox and maybe the new PlayStation. Um, so we'll know for sure, for example, if it has a if it has a disc drive or not. Yeah. It, um, and then we'll have to do a show. It'll on be that. interesting to see if they they do end up all download content. But I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah. So uh, how many terabytes are you gonna have that drive? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't know how that's. I mean, there's some people. There are a lot of places in this country, that uh, in the United States, that don't have high-speed wireless, you know. And so you're, you're cutting out a huge part mm-hmm. of your market just with that. Um, and then also, um, y- you know, they think they're going to sell all these extra games because they're going to kill the used game market, but. I mean, but there's only a finite amount of money going around. So if you have to pay 60 bucks for each title, you may only buy 
three, two, three titles a year as opposed to um, getting a whole bunch of them, you know, through the used game market. So I, I don't think they're going to reap in a whole bunch of extra money just by getting rid of the disk drive. I think that but they're just opening themselves up to to have people be hacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they'll be doing the modification and hacks and getting around the system. Uh, we'll see, but I mean, if the, if the if the game discs don't exist, then it doesn't really matter if you have a hack that lets you play them. If you can't get them on disc, but I mean, then again, they may find a way to I don't know, <laughs> put a burner on it. You can burn the games to the disc or something. That'd be something to see. But anyway, that's for another year. Um, our email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Uh, let us know what you guys are playing. We'd love to hear from you, see what's going on this year. Um, and uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash gameindustry. So I had to do that all by myself because Marie's not here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're also on Twitter at, uh, I think, ginlounge, at ginlounge. So um, so, so come, come tweet with us. Um, Kelly, Todd, thanks so much for taking a break from your uh, gaming to, uh, to be no on the show. Okay. And uh, hopefully we will see you all next week, and uh, and Kelly will see you more often now, at least until your schedule gets all busy again. Yeah, and do it. We pay. Yes. Oh, I know you're looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's all she was talking about before the show started. Her, her Paris. Kelly, say hi to Ben's eye for me. We <laughs> <laughs> we. Oui, oui. All right, we 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 will see you next week right here at the lounge. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.